0: Welcome to All Things Reformed podcast. My name is Z Chunga. I'm joined again today by Pastor Confex Makalera. Before he's here, let me just thank you, dear listener, for all the feedback you're giving us. And today we invite Nemo Niranda to share with us his thoughts and feedback on one of the episodes aired. Uh, hello, Z and and Pastor Confex. Uh, first of all, thank you for the All Things Reformed podcast ministry. It it is really a great tool. Uh, my name is Nemon, and I'll, I just want to find out more about uh, the means of grace, the Word of God, prayer, and sacraments. Is is there a hierarchy for this? Is is any of these more important than the other? Thank you, Nemon. Pastor Confix is right here, and uh, before we get into today's episode, maybe a response to this.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, as far as the Reformed tradition is concerned, the Reformed faith, uh, there is no hierarchy in terms of uh, means of grace. But of course, uh, we, for example, when we talk about the Word of God as a means of grace, uh, the Reformed faith, especially in the Catechism, the Shorter Catechism, will Clarify that the reading of God's word is a means of grace, but especially the preaching. So there it is emphasizing, yes, the word of God itself is a means of grace, but how does it become more beneficial to a believer is when it is preached. So that's all that I can talk about. But in terms of like the basic three means of grace emphasized uh, in the Reformed faith are the word of God prayer and the sacraments and really here i've never seen any hierarchy they are all needed some of them are one time like the sacrament of baptism you receive it once and that's all uh, the sacrament of the loss of the lost supper you don't receive it as often as the sacrament of the word but still that doesn't make it is less important uh, so to just uh summarize my response i would say uh the reformed faith does not put any hierarchy in terms of the means of grace they are all important some of them we use them often like the word and prayer and others maybe not as often like the
0: sacraments thank you pastor Confix. from time to time we have children who give us feedback and one child is here to share with us what she's heard from some of the recent episodes here is one in the recent four episodes All Things Reformed podcast has been looking at four of five solas of the Reformation. It has been explained that sola is a Latin word which means alone. And so, these are the four alones of the Protestant Reformation. The four are Scripture alone, Grace alone, Christ alone, and last episode was about faith alone. I am really grateful to know these truths of God's word. Thank you, Wane. We now dive into today's episode, which is the fifth Sola of the Protestant Reformation. And this is Soli Deo Gloria. Welcome, Pastor Confex. Yes, yes.
1: So the last Sola, but not the least Sola. Mm. Uh, sorry, Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. What is glory? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really uh, a, a good question. I mean, glory belongs to God alone. And I would define it anything that would show honor, that would bring praise, that will magnify, that will exalt the name of God, of who God is, and what He does in our lives.
0: That's glory. Right. And, and what are the circumstances now at the Reformation that bring us to Solidar Gloria?
1: Yeah, so to summarize so far, the four soras would say that the reformers said this, according to the authority of scripture alone, salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. That's to summarize the four sorrows so far. Now, the question says, if salvation is by grace, through faith, in Christ alone, then who deserves the glory? Is it the one being saved or the one who serves? And the reformer said, no, it's not the one who is saved, but the one who serves that deserves all the glory. So when I come to understand that there is nothing that I've done in my salvation, I've contributed nothing except my sin, as Jonathan Edwards once said, that the only thing that we contribute to our salvation is sin. If that's the only thing that I've contributed to my salvation, then I cannot stand and boast of anything in me. Instead, I will give all the glory to God alone say, he alone has done it, he alone
0: has saved me. So, glory be to God alone. Pastor conflicts, what is happening in the Roman Catholic Church at this particular time so that the reformers should reflect and say, no, let's talk about glory here?
1: Yes. Yeah. So in terms of salvation, what they are saying is that, as we have already said, even the Council of Trent later on is going to emphasize that salvation is not by faith alone, but also they are going to argue and say that it's not by grace alone. So what we do as well contributes to that, especially by observing the sacraments, what do you do? So really that is the point. And the reformers are saying, well, if you say that salvation is not by grace alone, is not by faith alone, then man has contributed something to this. And he deserves some glory for what he has contributed to salvation. But if we go by the scriptures and say that salvation is done by God alone, then all the glory go to him. That's the historical context. right Right. and and here we are reminded of isaiah 42 verse 8 i am the lord that is my name my glory i give to no other nor my praise to carved idols Mm -hmm. and here's what god is saying i don't share my glory when i serve a person i do it single-handedly and when i've done it single-handedly no one shares my glory all the glory to god alone And that also uh, then means, okay, the Lord has saved us. It doesn't end there because the Lord is the one who has saved us. Our life flowing from that salvation is to continually bring glory to God. So whatever we do as the children of God, saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, whatever we do then has to bring glory to God. And this is why Paul will say in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. As a Christian, what should always be on my mind is, how does this glorify God? Uh, the later reformers, uh, the Puritans, will say in the Shorter Catechism, question number one, the very first question, what is the chief end of man? What is the chief purpose of man? And they answer to say, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. What we have been created to glorify God in everything. And by
0: glorifying God, we enjoy Him. And it's interesting you say that because uh, it it sets a good diagnosis for, um, for lifestyle. We're living in a time when people make decisions based on what their hearts are telling them, yeah. um, you know, follow, follow your, your heart.
1: heart. Yeah, they say, yeah, yeah. bad <laughs> advice. Very, or, very bad or, advice.
0: Or follow your instincts.
1: Yes, we are not animals. Animals use instincts, mm. uh, but we are not animals, so we can't just follow instincts. Uh, you know, uh, I'm saying bad advice, follow your heart. Mm. Why? Because my heart is falling. It is a sinful heart. And the Bible clearly says that the heart is so deceptive above all things. If, if I'm to follow my heart, I'll be deceived because my sinful heart desires contrary to what God wants me to do. Therefore, I shouldn't follow my heart. Rather, I should follow God. And God has given his will clearly in the word. And he says, read the word and you know my will and you know what to do as you live in this life.
0: We see um, churches where pastors... And uh, all names of men of God that are clearly worshipped, mm-hmm. yeah. Sad. And um, and they get the glory. It's very sad. very sad. Some get to be even carried by their church members. Yeah, very sad. Uh, worshipped, uh, literally people kneeling down to them. And mm-hmm. how how do we respond to this as as a body of Christ?
1: Yes, we should be very concerned. And honestly, I should say, I get very concerned when I hear some Christians defending this Mm -hmm. and even rationalizing it. Um, That's not how it's supposed to be done. What is the motive of uh, honoring a preacher to the point that you carry him on your shoulders when he's going to the building to preach? Is able to walk himself I mean what is the motive of doing all these things that we are seeing in the church and really if we are to be honest is that we're exhorting man and I'm remembering all the episode in um, in the book of Acts Herod comes Mm. and the people are saying well he speaks and the people say no that voice is not of man but of God God and immediately He was struck dead. Why? Again, we go back to Isaiah uh, 42, verse 8. God does not share his glory with any other being. Because every being that you see in this world, including the preachers today, they are created by God to bring glory to God, not to themselves. Mm. And once we start directing glory to fellow human beings, we miss it we miss a key and important point in our lives that we have been created for God's glory. So ask yourself, if by doing this, I will bring glory to God, go ahead and do it. But you search the scriptures, no single prophet, these were the men who were speaking for God, did not receive the so-called honor and respect that we see today. You don't see that. Actually, most of the prophets died a painful death and it was really risking your life to become a prophet it was not all rosy and you look at the servants of god nowhere in the bible even the new testament you're not going to see what we are doing today to men of god or the so-called whatever we call them what we are doing to them today you don't see that in the bible why why don't we see that in the bible and even christ himself you see it only once when he's going to jerusalem and actually, when the people say, well, when the disciples say, why? Uh, uh, rather, when the people ask him, say, well, why are these people doing this? Can't you stop them? He says, well, if I stop them, the rocks will do that. It was only one time when Christ was going to Jerusalem. But the rest of his life was not like that. So he is the son of God himself. He, will, he did not receive so much pomp as we give to the so-called men of God today. And we need to ask ourselves. It's very sad. And honestly, I can say you cannot justify that with any passage of scripture. You will never find any passage of scripture
0: that supports that. This also is where we leave it for today. Please email us your thoughts about the program and any questions you may have. You can
1: email us on atreformed at gmail.com. atreformed, one word, at gmail.com. You can also inbox us on All Things reformed Podcast page on Facebook.